I'm really surprised that Alex would have trouble dating. <laughs> right? You know, I, it's really like, I, I, who uh, would have thought? I, right. It really is a shocking. Wait a minute. Out. Wait a minute. There they are. Look, Stu. Oh, no. Filthy, disgusting creatures more dead than alive. Ugh. Is that... My gosh. It's Alex... It's Alex Stein. <laughs> He's ravaged the countryside, moaning, holding his arms out, attacking people. Just this morning... Oh, my gosh. Is that true? He just ate our executive producer, Ricky. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Terrible news. It's the zombie apocalypse. Yes. And it's, it's well, not just Alex. It's all the victims of Bidenomics. Things got really tough, and now they're just eating people haphazardly on the street. If you'd like to avoid that Halloween idea, please. The largest preparedness uh, preparedness company in the country right now, they're offering huge uh, savings. What is wrong with me? On the three-month emergency food kit, you're going to get delicious variety of breakfast, lunch, dinners, 2,000 calories a day, plus off-grid room heaters are available, biomass stoves. My Patriot Supply has all of it. Please check it out now. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. People are waking up, and we have an opportunity to either go, told ya, or to welcome people in and welcome them back to eternal values. We'll go there in 60 seconds. The world is short on good news right now, although in 30 minutes I have some really good news. Um, because of people like you, every single day, the Ministry of Preborn is helping to rescue 200 babies from being aborted. Think about what those 200 beautiful human beings can do. Now they've been given the chance to survive, so they'll be able to do it. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers get to meet their unborn child and hear his or her little heart beating in the chest. And that's not all. They also offer mothers maternity clothes, doctor's visits, the help they need when choosing life for a full two years. And all of this they do because of generous people like you who believe in saving lives and giving what you have. $28 donation is the price of an ultrasound. Could mean the difference between life and death of a child and it's all tax deductible. It goes directly to that work. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift? 
to save babies in a big way. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. So I want to read a a story here. The Great Betrayal, out in the news today from the Free Press. After Donald Trump was elected, Emily Rose, 51, flew to New York with her daughter to walk in the Women's March. She demonstrated on the streets of Minneapolis, where she lives in the days after George Floyd's murder. She donated money to small black-led movements and social justice organizations she believed in. She unlearned and then re-educated herself as a white American as she was instructed to read the teachings of anti-racist scholars. But then, after the massacre in Israel on October 7th, when some 1,400 Jews were brutally murdered, not to mention the rapes, beheadings, and instances of torture, Rose began to notice something odd from the cohort of fellow progressives she admired. They were cheering for the other side. She said, quote, I started to see these intelligent, educated people whose missions is to make our system better for people of color suddenly posting all this anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian stuff. I'm not changing my values, but screw the allyship. I'm not going to stop fighting because I believe in the causes themselves. But as for going out of my way to support, to post, to give money, I'm done. While professional politics uh, or politicos like DSA founder Maurice Iserman are publicly stepping down from their parties and denouncing the organizations that justify or even cheer the events of October 7th and wealthy Jewish donors claw back their millions from elite universities that they say helped foment anti-Semitism on their campuses. There's a quieter, more personal reckoning happening among progressive Jews. Like Rose, they feel betrayed by a left that they thought would have their backs. Dove, a 30-year-old Canadian musician who didn't want to share her last name for privacy reasons, is transgendered and self-proclaimed political progressive. But since October 7th, she says, every time I open Instagram, I'm just like blocking or deleting people that I thought I knew. It's cloaked anti-Semitism. Josh Gilman, 37, lives in Arizona, prides himself on having friends across the political spectrum, says he's been muting even close friends who espouse anti-Zionist views. I don't need the emotional distress. If there's someone who is truly my friend, it makes me feel that there's they very much don't understand who I am as a person. He cut people out who he had invited to dinner at his home and he had trusted around his family and children. There is a line in the sand, he said. Nate Clark, 34, lives in Virginia. He's marched for gay rights in 2020 for the removal of statues of Confederate soldiers in his home state. He said his choice to stand up for others is rooted in his Jewish identity. As a Jew, I felt it would be weird if I went to Germany and took a right turn down Hitler Avenue or saw a statue of Eichmann and then heard people say, oh, it's our history. We're just proud of our history. Since October 7th, he's found himself politically homeless. The Jewish progressives the free press spoke to said they no longer believe in a left that sees their own people's plight. They feel torn. They don't want to give up on their progressive causes, but they've marched for and believe in them. And they don't feel kinship with Israel's allies on the right, like evangelical Christians and social conservatives. 
When you look at the political right, you see a group that seems very comfortable with Jews in Israel and very uncomfortable with Jews at home. When you look at the political left, you see a group that seems very comfortable with Jews at home and very uncomfortable with Jews in Israel. Amelia Adams, a writer and comedian in New York, said she first noticed Jewish suffering being downplayed in May 2021 during the last bout of violence between Hamas and Israel. She called it the start of gaslighting. She said now it's at another level. So the one thing I'm sad about and I and I think it's true is they don't feel kinship with Israel's allies on the right like evangelical Christians and social conservatives. This isn't just an American thing. The many of the Jews in Jerusalem are uncomfortable with American liberal Jews. Uh, many of the Jews in Tel Aviv are very uh, not accepting of the Jews who are practicing their faith um, in traditional ways. That is the divide here. It's whether you are you are applying the laws of the Torah or of the Bible in Christian's case, and you're actually living them, or if you dismiss that and just put religion in with culture, it's, it's, it is culture, but it is more than culture. It, it is a way that directs your life. It's a way that helps you make decisions every day. And for those of us who actually believe in those things, it is hard to understand people who might have the same background, but they've lost why they are different. They've lost the understanding of what sets them apart, the miracle of the, the establishment or reestablishment of Israel. But I would love to have these conversations with people. I would love to. You know, I've been, I have many Jewish friends who are not conservative like I am, but we respect each other. And I don't think that they're off into the never, never world of, you know, craziness. But they don't agree with me necessarily politically. And we have talked about this for a long time, and they have disagreed with me on people like George Soros. And I'm sorry, but you are being naive. You're being naive. So what brings us together as people? See, we have constantly thought that our diversity is our strength, but it's not. Our diversity is dividing us, and it's divided us so far. It's like, um, you know, our diversity is... Is, a, is the spice of life. It's, it really is what makes all of us different, and it's great. But if you're making a meal and you put too much spice into it, the entire meal becomes inedible. It has to be balanced. What brings... The spice is supposed to bring out certain flavors in the food. It's not a rejection of the food. And our spice, our differences, has gotten so powerful and so strong, it's a rejection 
of the main meal. It thinks that it is more important than the meat. It's not. People came here for a, a, an idea. In fact, several ideas. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So for anybody who feels politically homeless, I understand. I feel politically homeless. Many, many on my side feel politically homeless because we don't think that the Republicans represent us at all because they're playing games. Some of us, we really believe in things. And if you're like that and you really, truly believe in things and you marched because you believe in, I get it. Just like we said during the George uh, George Floyd thing, there is a reason we all actually agree, but then political entities like BLM Inc., that's a global corporation, they were using the people. They believe in the destruction of the family. You don't believe in the destruction of the family. That's their goal, one of their goals. The destruction of the nuclear family. What happened is you were had. And I don't know why, but it's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of us. You just get had. So how can we come back together? We, we all believe in equality. Now, I know there's Nazis on all sides, apparently. But those who actually understand America and our Bill of Rights, which used to be very important to the liberal Jewish community, our Bill of Rights guarantees these things. Equality. We believe that all individuals, regardless of their background, deserve equal rights and opportunities. Where we might differ a bit is if it is to the detriment of another group. And it has to be based on merit. How does, the, how does graduating an entire class of students that cannot pass basic reading and math tests serve equality? That only paralyzes those people. I don't care what color they are. We need to understand people's backgrounds and challenges, but we do not need pilots that can't path, pass basic, basic math tests. There are standards for bridge builders. We, can't, we, don't, we hurt people when we don't hold them accountable. We believe in freedom. That's a core value. And it's not just political freedom, but also freedom of speech, religion, and expression. You may not have been for the Second Amendment, but the right to defend yourself, I think you might have gotten after October 7th. You have a natural right to be able to defend yourself and your family. If someone comes in with a gun, you need to be able to protect yourself and your family. It's your responsibility. And it's the responsibility of the society we all are in to enforce the laws when they are broken. And not excuse them. We're not excusing. I, you know, the Palestinian people, I think, have been used by everybody. Everybody. And nobody seems to care about them in the Middle East. No one. They don't want them. Nobody wants them. 
but they'll use them. But we don't take that plight and excuse kidnapping, rape, beheading, killing of innocents. We don't. There's no excuse for that. Nobody marched into Germany and went, well, you know, it was the Versailles Treaty. I mean, and then France insisted that they take some of their land and and then they were taking the crops because they couldn't. I mean, we really created Hitler. I think in a way, Woodrow Wilson did set the conditions for Hitler. But that doesn't excuse a single German for participating in or remaining silent on the Holocaust. We don't say, well, we have to understand them. No, we don't. No, we don't. There are lines we do not cross. We believe in democracy in our republic. The principle that the government derives its power from the consent of the governed. We agree. We agree on ensuring the right for representation in our constitutional republic. We actually also really agree on protecting the vote. We're being lied to by both parties. Neither of them really want to fix it. We believe in opportunity. The so-called American dream, the belief that with hard work, anyone can improve their circumstance and achieve success. I've seen it done over and over and over again. And do some people need a helping hand? Yes. Can we be better? Yes. Unity. We agree on this. Despite diversity in thought, background, and beliefs, the idea of being united, one nation, remains powerful for most people. We don't want to break up. We need to learn how to live with one another. Resilience, the ability to overcome challenges and adversity. That's, that's the pioneer. That's the immigrant that's the, the movements that have shaped the nation. Resilience. We believe in that. Now, I don't know if we do. The left doesn't. Civic responsibility. The belief in participating in civic duties, voting, volunteering, being informed about national and local issues. And like I said, yes, respect for diversity. But as a melting pot, we melt into each other. We don't reject the meat of our Bill of Rights, of what built us. This adds our spice. Our, our strength does not come from diversity and multiculturalism. The spice comes from that. Our strength comes from the Bill of Rights. I invite you to join us back into common sense we may disagree on a lot of things, but we believe that people shouldn't be killed. Innocent people shouldn't be killed. Um, coming to a theater near you. Yes. Five college students. This is a totally new idea. Spending the weekend in a cabin way out in the middle of the woods and doing all the things that college students do at cabins in the woods while alone. You know, walking around in their underpants, showering without locking the door walking backwards into a room without looking to see what was in there first, buying stuff online without any protection of their personal information. Yes, it could happen to you. That's what the cyber criminal is hiding in the woods he was hoping for. 
He sounds dangerous, sure. Sure. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life, even if you don't go into the cabin in the woods on a dark, dark night. It's equally important to realize there are measures you can take to keep from, you know, it happening. Like the guy going, you're, you're not going to go in there without protection, right? Yeah, what could happen? I can tell you what happens. I've seen the movie before. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or stabbings in a cabin, but... LifeLock with Norton can help protect what's yours. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. It's interesting you're talking about this. I, w- I was looking at a uh, a poll that came out a couple of months ago. It was in June of this year of Jewish American voters. Fascinating to look at now. And I, I wonder how much this has changed since October 7th. Uh, for example, um, the one that strikes me right off the bat is who do you trust more to fight anti-Semitism? Again, asked of American Jewish voters, Republican Party, Democratic Party, both the same or neither. In 20, uh, June 2023, uh, the Democratic Party was the one that was going to protect against anti-Semitism 57%, Republicans only 22%. What an incredible, I mean, That's the fascinating. Democratic Party has gone so far to the left and they've been hijacked by the left long ago. Mm-hmm. And they have done such a good job on just conning everybody into what they stand for. They don't stand for that. Now, the priorities, uh, this is partially an issue of priorities. Um, the, uh, the, t- the American Jewish voter, according to this poll, you know, is emotionally attached to Israel, 72 to 28. They say they are emotionally attached to Israel as opposed to not being emotionally attached. However, as far as priorities, only 6% say Israel is a priority. So the number one was the future of democracy, at 37%, then inflation in the economy, 28, abortion, 26, climate change, 25, guns, 24, immigration, 13, national security and foreign policy, 12, uh, healthcare, 12, social security, 10, Hang on, Israel, I don't, 6. I don't uh, I don't think that that's necessarily right. You know how passionate I am about Israel. You might pick one of those others instead. Yeah, I would pick, I, it wouldn't be in my top, up until recently, wouldn't be in my top 10. You know, there are things we have to fix. This is our sure. country. We've got to work on our country. I wonder how much that's changed, though. Yeah. Would Israel be higher on that list today? I assume it would be at least double, but shouldn't it be toward the top of the list now if you happen to be an American Jewish voter? Probably. I would think so. It's your only home that the you Glenn own. Beck program. The Second Amendment exists for a very good reason. It's both your fight to protect your own freedom and safety and your responsibility to protect your family. Um, But your responsibility also to know how to use your gun, to be proficient at it. If you're just going out and buying a gun to have a gun and I want it in the house just in case and you you're not practicing with it, leave it in the safe, please, for the love of Pete. Going to the gun range, however, getting instruction, dropping a ton of money every time you buy ammo. These are the things that can throw a monkey wrench into your plans to maintain your ability to shoot consistently and well. That's why there is a need. It's called Mantis X. It's a high-tech, easy-to-use system widely used by the military, started with the Marines. It helps you improve your shooting quickly. 
you attach it to your firearm, then connect it with an app on your smartphone or tablet and via Bluetooth. And whether you're you're actually firing rounds or you're dry fire practicing, it'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing wrong and how to correct your technique. 94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes. I'm one of them. It's great. Start improving right now. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn, where you could save big right now. 36 bucks off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. Use the code Glenn Plus. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Let me read a tweet I saw yesterday from a man named Rabbi Shmuel Reichman. He said, quote, Israel is experiencing a metamorphosis. Just a moment ago, Israeli TV anchor from Channel 14, Sharon Gall, asked a guest to borrow his yarmulke in order to recite a blessing to thank God for freeing a soldier that, he, that was held hostage in Gaza. A few months ago, Israel was on the verge of a civil war revolving around the religious identity of Israel or the lack thereof. Now, after three weeks of existential awakening, we're seeing non-religious Jews all over Israel connect to their Jewish roots in the most profound and inspiring of ways. He writes, darkness creates space for beautiful moments of light. That is great. You know, the old saying, there are no atheists in a foxhole. I don't know. I've never fought a war with Penn Jillette. I bet he sticks to it. But I like the way the rabbi just put it. Darkness creates space for moments of light. And that's what's happening. And it's the way we say this. A friend taught me once that there's life can be divided in two things, not good or bad or happy and miserable. There are two ways to categorize categorize life's events. And they are the events that push you away from God and those events that bring you closer to God. Now, you think you get that because I thought I got that. You think you get that until you realize, wait a minute. That's actually only one category of events because the events can do either one of those things. It's up to me to decide. An event that happens to you that is horrifying could push Jews October 7th. How could God allow this to happen and push them further from God? Or they can see something and say, wait a minute, error of our ways what are we doing? Reevaluate. We got to get closer to God. And that's what they've chose. That's, that's, that's their choice. Israel has not been immune to the same slow walk away from God like, like us. Generation after generation, we lose our traditions. We lose our values. We lose our way of life because the next generation doesn't. We haven't shown them the value and they haven't had those events that forced them to really look at what's eternally true. But tragedy makes you reevaluate. It's not I'm I'm I am. I'll be so shocked if I'm standing on the other side of life. And I 
I see a God who's like, oh, you're darn right. That was a punishment. I punished the snot out of you, lazy kid. I cannot relate to a God like that. I can relate to a God that says, I tried to tell you. That's going to leave a mark. Don't do that. And life is what it is. And you just didn't learn over and over and over again. You know, the, the atheist thing in a foxhole, I don't think is entirely true, but it is for a lot of people because a lot of people don't, they don't think about things until death comes along. You know this if you've ever hit absolute rock bottom. You have two options, death or God. It's that simple. Death or I surrender to God. Sometimes, like my mom, she chose death. We're like the Pharaoh in the midst of plagues. We, get, we dig our heels in. We become hard-hearted. We dig our heels in even more. Oh, yeah? We reject God and tradition and human decency, and we become the evil we think we're fighting. But if we choose to take the events of the future and the events now and allow that to bring us closer to God, the tragedy is not going to go away. It's not. It doesn't change. But you will change. That's the amazing miracle. You've changed. I don't know if I've become a better person or a worse person in the last 20 years doing this job every day. I've tried to become a better person than I was, you know, last year and 20 years. If you've been listening to me for the, I don't know if you've seen good changes or bad changes, but I. It's nobody has promised an easy life. But I feel like I have changed. Still something senseless and devastating happens. All the time. Maybe it already has in your life. God's not offering you a way out. This, he's offering a way through it. And these tiny flickers of light in tragedy are lighting the way. That's where we need to put our hope. There is something bigger than us that will allow us to get through it. You gotta go through the storm. It's on the horizon. It's here. Batten down the hatches, reevaluate your life, get right with eternal truths, and we'll get through it. There's a greater story behind, behind our tragedy. What if we just talked about the Donner family, the Donner party? Yeah, they ended up eating each other on the Rockies, and we never talked about all of the pioneers that crossed the mountains and didn't eat each other. Those are the good stories. And it doesn't mean we have to go around and just tell the happy stories all the time. But having hope is not being about happy or sad. It's really only one question. Will I let this dark moment push me away from God or bring me closer? You'll get through it. We all will. But it's amazing how many people don't even, they don't 
understand and i and i get it because i think some people look at god people and say you know they're all frauds and you know i i we all know frauds and and god forbid we're fraudulent that's why i always ask i don't know am i why am i doing things am i a good person bad person what am i what's my motivation we all have that but if you don't it, 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 we're on different planets now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're asking yourself that question, you're not a fraud. I mean, you're, you're trying to get to the answer and look, it's not always easy to know exactly how to act. And it's certainly not easy to act the way you want to act all the time. Um, that's, that's not fraudulent. I mean, that's us human beings falling yeah. down, which is part of this process. Right. Um, but like, I don't even like some people don't even, don't even understand the idea of trying to live up to these values. This is a, this is something that Jen Psaki did on the air the other day. Now, Jen Psaki, of course, you remember, is the uh, yeah, press House secretary um, and now has become a television host where, you know, arguably she was actually, she's actually uh, more, was, I don't know, more skeptical uh, on, as the White House press secretary than she is as the actual host on MSNBC. That's how mm. bad MSNBC is. But listen to this clip. She's talking about Mike Johnson, who's the new boogeyman on the left. They never heard of him until two weeks ago, but yeah. now he's, he's now the worst he's worse guy than in the world. Hitler. Worse than Hitler. Uh, he's, he's the worst guy in the world. And why? Well, he's a religious nut, apparently. Oh. And they're trying to prove this case on MSNBC. Listen to the clip they play, but even more importantly than the clip they play from Johnson, listen to her reaction to it. I mean, she is flabbergasted that someone would think this way. Listen to this. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. I mean, mm. what is the point of this if you don't have a biblical worldview? Right? Like, why? Only 7% of Americans hold a biblical worldview and can attach the biblical lessons. 7%, 7%. can attach the biblical lessons to today's events. My question is, what are you doing with your Sundays? The National know. Football League is on all day. You don't need to spend time going to church if you're not going to have a biblical worldview or at least well, entertain that idea. Why not go on a nice road trip every Sunday? There's tons to do. It's kind of interesting, too, that you wouldn't you wouldn't allow the Bible to be your worldview um, and shape everything that you do. If you do go to a Christian church, I mean, it's like going yeah. to a Nazi rally and say, yeah, but I really don't like, <laughs> you know, Mein Kampf. It's, <laughs> I, it doesn't so guide my wordy, life at all. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the ideas in there, I, I really reject a lot of it. <laughs> what, what are you doing? It's funny. It's like, look, people will look at the Bible and take a lesson from the Bible and at times, obviously, apply it in different ways. But if you're going to church and you're saying you're a Christian, that should at okay. least be the prism you're seeing these things through at some level, no? So I went to a universalist church, okay? It was on in Connecticut. It was on the main green in one of the towns, maybe Cheshire, I can't remember. And I went, and Tanya and I were there. 
And halfway through the sermon, I'm not kidding. You know this. <laughs> halfway through the sermon, the preacher said, now, you all know that I don't believe in God. And Tanya and I were like, that comes as a shock to me. Is anybody else shocked by that? That should be out on the front step someplace. You know, our pre- come here, a preacher that doesn't believe in God. But um, what he was, what he followed it up with, but if there is a God, we should serve him. And even if you don't believe in God, you can serve your fellow man. Okay, so they take this and they disconnect it from God. But once you disconnect it, then it allows man's perversions to go into social justice because you've disconnected it from it is God's justice and only he can provide real justice. Your job is to equally judge your fellow man if he does wrong. Okay, you you do just laws and you try to err on the side of the innocent. That's the biblical part of it. Once you sever that, now you can go, well, there is no forgiveness for white people. Or there is no forgiveness for black people. Imagine, imagine this is what the church said in ancient days. There's no way. I mean, they have the sin of killing Christ, those Jews. Well, wait, what? That's the same thing as social justice today. Who's just for a different reason, a different topic. You've got to root yourself in the the revealed word of God. That seems to be obvious, I think. But you look at the way she talks about that. It's like, oh, it's it's sort boring. of this like, yeah, it's like, you know, well, we all get together on Thanksgiving and eat, uh, you know, eat turkey like it's like this tradition, you know, uh, yeah, we, we go to church sometimes, you know, it's, 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 we know what it is, you know, it's, we, our parents went and we went when we were kids. I remember that. That was fun. Like, uh, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. At one point, uh, Dennis, uh, uh, says, Hey, remember feelings? And they're got, they're like, wait, you don't have feelings? <laughs> wait, you guys still have those? It's like, that's what it's like. It's like this like yes. old timey thing. They kind of remember it was a quaint part of their life, but they don't think about it at all anymore it's not relevant to them today can you believe this guy actually thinks about the bible still and when you realize on the supreme court at the top is moses in the center in our house of representatives in our congress moses is above the speaker of the house moses the great lawgiver and we just disconnect from him and Mm. say oh he plays no role It's not possible. How often do you point to something you've uh, bought with real justifiable pride? Something that generates a, yeah, I'm doing good. Look at this. Look at this. I'm doing good things. Patriot Mobile is one of those companies that you should feel that way. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company. They offer dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on. But you don't have to worry about that part of the bill that's going to fund leftist causes. Send a message to yourself, to your family, to the rest of the country. You believe in and support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, because this company takes a good share of their profits and pours it in to individual communities that are standing up for those things. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. They're on our side. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, tomorrow on the Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to show you what all of this could mean in the Middle East. The new axis of resistance, which the, um, you know, the chief voodoo guy of uh, of Iran called Russia and China and uh, Syria, the axis of resistance. What do each of these people want? What does it mean to you, your family? I don't know exactly what's going to happen. You know, I don't know if it's the battle, but the army surrounding Israel right now, Armageddon is literally what they want. I'm going to show it to you tomorrow night in their own words, what their goal is from the radicals and the leftist as well. I'll show you what they truly believe in their own words. Some from mosques right here in the United States. Are we on the brink of global war and is Israel ground zero? Don't miss this week's Wednesday night special that's tomorrow on Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.